Welcome to the 10 for 10. Alexander. Hi. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. How's the last week been? Busy. How about you? Yeah, doing good, but it's your time to shine. But really, I care far more about if we've had any more progress on Loudermilk. Oh, no, I still just finished season one. Okay. Well, you chunked through the 10 episodes in a week, so we'll have a little bit of grace, but we gotta, we gotta keep the train rolling here. Does does it still get good later? Yeah. Oh, well, all right. And they the really nice thing about seasons two and three is that stupid side plot they had for about four episodes with like Cutter and the other guy that goes away. So that was a blessing. Does Will Sasso come back? Yes. Sweet. All right. But that's just a primer, because when this is done, we are going to do like a, what is that new thing now where people go back and watch all the shows from the past and then they do podcasts about the episodes. So we're going to have a Lucas prepare your calendar. We're going to have a 30 episode run as a Loudermilk review. Hmm. I may unfortunately take a nap during that one because I won't know what to do. Either You're that just or not watching out of spite now. Or I'll have to do some research first. So, yeah. <laughs> All right. You ready to get into it? We're about to find out. I love me some smooth jazz. So, Steve, you've got to be excited. This league that is notorious for doing absolutely nothing during the season in week four has the first trade. So uh, for those who don't know what the trade was, uh, Josh Jacobs was traded away for Garrett Wilson and Najee Harris. There's quite obviously a clear winner, Steve. So who won? You know, you said that I would be excited about this. And on the one hand, you're right. But on the other is the guy who's nearly damn well blown up the league three times on his commentary about trades. It's always a landmine for me. So in the year of Zen, as it tries to progress for me, I would say that I think this trade is about what story you believe. Like, do you, there's a path where everything is possible, where Josh Jacobs is spectacular and Garrett Wilson is just terrible and vice versa. I don't, Najee just feels like a throw. I don't have a lot of, out of feelings about that part, but I guess ultimately the story that I believe is that the talent of Garrett Wilson is far above that of Josh Jacobs, so I like that side of the trade better, but I can conversely appreciate needing to get a, a running back if you, feel, if you feel like you needed to kind of shore up your situation there. Alex, that, that trade was between husband and wife in the league, so um, do you call collusion, or do you think it was good? I'm not smart enough to be able to discern collusion from possible trades. Well, uh, this is the best I could do. 
let, let me give you a little insider information since I obviously was one of the parties in this trade. Um, it, it, it took three, it took three separate offers, uh, to get this one, uh, to hit. Um, so you will, you will be happy to know, uh, that, that Kelly has a very smart football mind. Um, and you know how you try trades out and he's like, Hey, are you interested? Right. You know, I'd made a comment of, are you interested in Josh Jacobs? Hey, in fact, I have a very fine football yes, you have. Okay. Come on in. We, we, we have a surprise visitor. Uh, Kelly, do you want to give us a little information on the trade from your perspective? My team is a dumpster fire. And I figured why the hell not? And yeah, there were a couple different offers, but I felt like this one might, who knows? You know, of course, Jacobs did really good last week, so that's good for you. But I don't know. We'll see. I just heard that Kelly has a fine football mind, so I thought I'd stop by and say hello. Well, we agree. <laughs> Kelly has more than a fine football mind, but um, that's for another podcast. <laughs> oh, my. Because while we are explicit, we're not that kind of explicit. Um, Now's where you play cams. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, so you'll be you'll be happy to know that there was an offer on the table. It was a two for two uh, that she declined, uh, and rightly so because I was I was stealing a little bit from her. It, it involved the same three players, but I also um, uh, received Jacoby Myers as well. Okay. So uh, with that on the table, I I kind of was like, you know what, I'm going to get crap if that one goes through, um, because I even felt that that was a little lopsided. Um, so she rightly declined that one, um, and I'm like, you know what, um, like you said before, it's what story do you believe? Do you believe? And I believe right now that there's more of a potential of Josh Jacobs than Garrett Wilson, and she felt otherwise, and it just worked with our rosters, and we ended up with, a, I think, a fair trade. Yeah, even after Sunday's game, I think, like, statistically, Josh Jacobs was better. But if you are a believer in the Garrett Wilson, you look at the 14 targets and you don't feel bad about it. It's it's really about, like you said, yeah, it's what do you believe? So, and I think uh, there doesn't feel anything lopsided about this, and you both feel like you made your teams better. That's what matters. Yep, and we'll see who's right at the end of the season, right? So, I, Garrett Wilson has Zach Wilson thrown to him, so he's going he's gonna to achieve. Just say Yeah. We'll, we'll get into that later. Uh, so number two, um, uh, last week the uh, Las Vegas Raiders released defensive end Chandler Jones following his arrest. Um, to pull some uh, information from an NFL.com article, Jones was arrested late Thursday night in Vegas, charged on two counts of violation of a domestic violence protection order. Yikes. Um, scheduled for arraignment on the 4th. Um, he also posted some uh, troubling video um, and some other things on social media. Um, I, I don't like to draw conclusions from from just news articles like this, but um, what do you think, Steve? Um, just as clear as I can be, I don't know anything beyond what you shared, Lucas, but without getting into specifics, my life work has some overlap in the Venn diagram of what we're talking about and a couple of things to say here. Um, one of the things that happened, and I don't think you got into, is at one point the Raiders requested a welfare check 
on Chandler Jones because they are worried about him. And as somebody who has requested conservatively 500 welfare checks in his lifetime, the things I know are that it doesn't have to be a case that a welfare check is requested because somebody's 30 three minutes away from hurting themselves or somebody significantly, but it is also not something that is done um, without reason. So they get the sense something was going on there and typically it can be hard to get a PPO. So there has to be a history of something to cause a PPO to exist and then to violate a PPO. I don't know anything about anything, but uh, it certainly doesn't, it doesn't read like he's in a good place right now. So hopefully, hopefully everybody gets the help they need. Football is certainly secondary in something like this. Yeah, absolutely. Alex, any thoughts? Uh, wishing everybody involved to the best. So I didn't hear about this until just now. So I was reading an article about it on ESPN. Um, I don't have insight like Steve does. No. But I hope Some, everything goes okay. Sometimes all you can just say is, yep, I agree. I'll listen to the professional here on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, so next topic, number three, let's just do a complete 180. Um, the London game. Uh, do you have ESPN Plus, and were you able to watch it, or were you forced, like millions of others, to watch them play in Andy's room from Toy Story on Disney Plus? What do you mean forced? Forced? That Alex. was a gift. There you go. It was a gift. What was your favorite part? What was my favorite part? All yeah. of it. What was your favorite guys, part, Lucas? I didn't watch it. I have ESPN Plus. I'm, I'm I'm part of the top one percent, so I was able to watch the game. Yeah, well, <laughs> technically I have yet. Technically I have ESPN Plus through Hulu, something or other. But I would have rather have not have made a username and password. That's too much work. Steve, did you watch this game? That was a classic. I actually didn't watch very much of the game, like because of the six hours of football. I had to do some grown upping from one to seven. I had to do some grown upping beforehand, so I was just catching. Uh, glimpses of it. So no, I didn't see anything. I heard, I think from you, Lucas Slinky, the dog was like the yardage marker. So I don't know. Seems cute for like, you know, whatever, but I don't know that I'd have any interest in doing it more than as a one-off. Okay. Okay. But yeah, let's pretend here. Yeah. If you could pick any franchise for them to do this with, so not Toy Story, like, I don't know, Transformers or something. What would you have them do? What? Okay. Um, it's a great one, Alex. I think we need somebody to kill some air so that we can think about this and give it candidates. Like, I was, like I was so, going to say, that's a great so question. So, yeah. like, there's, like, there's, like, Disney-themed, and, like, everybody's, like, a Disney character somehow randomly, um, instead of just Toy Story. Um Man, what else could we do? Anime? Oh, that'd be like a certain anime. We'll go Naruto. <laughs> that'd be ridiculous. Are you making we do, like, a Star Wars? We do like a Star Wars theme. Like one of them is clone troopers and one of them is droids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, that's what I was disappointed when I saw clips of this is that the football players were actually tiny little football players. It's like mm-hmm. they weren't the army men or Woody or Buzz or any of the other characters like they should have been. They were just they actual were on, football players. But they were on the sidelines. 
you know, like some of the toys would like walk around. And I think there, there was one part where like Andy's mom showed up or something. Anyway, because I didn't watch the whole thing. That um, that was my favorite part is that whenever they scored touchdowns, at least the Jaguars, if you look at their touchdown celebrations, they're doing the um, Andy's here celebration where they're like dancing and and then they just stop and they collapse to the the floor and don't move. So mm-hmm. that that close. was my favorite part. Yeah. Hey, Lucas, real quick, just with the level of technology, is that something they could have done even two or three years ago? Or, like, is this, like, as cutting edge as it gets what they did, regardless of if we thought it was entertaining or not? The uh, graphics part of it is, yeah, is is not cutting edge, but the fact that it was pretty much translated in real time um, is probably a a couple of years um, recent technology. That part's impressive. So like if one of the like if the quarterback was Chipper Dale, would you be into it? Yes. Okay. See that answers that question. No, Young Way Koo would have to be Dale. Oh mm-hmm. God, that's a dilemma we're going to be getting to at some point. And then and the Desmond Ritter could be Chip. <laughs> then he'd watch. I don't know. I think I would go nuts with it and just do the most obscure things ever, like gem and the holograms or, you know what I mean? Like, what's the most G.I. Joes, right? Well, what was the GoBot knockoff? Autobots. <laughs> that was like a running theme a few years ago. No, well, I think GoBots, GoBots was the knockoff. Is the knockoff of Transformers. Well, GoBots. So GoBots. What, yeah, yeah. yeah, we have a GoBot game, right? Okay. So, Alex, I have a question for you. You You liked it. You enjoyed it. Did you mm-hmm. also see last season or the year before when they did something with Nickelodeon with the slime and everything in the end zone? Did you ever see that That's too? The best. So which one's better, Andy's room or the slime? I think we need both, but at yeah. different times. I don't think it would. I wonder if Nickelodeon would do that with some Nickelodeon stuff, like Hey Arnold running around, like he's the football or something. <laughs> he certainly looks like a football. That's the point. He's the football head kid, you know? Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, man. All right. Or, you know what? How about this one? You make them all dogs or, like, puppies. It's like a puppy bowl theme. There you go. Huh? Maybe they should do it for the Super Bowl, and then they'll put the puppy bowl out of business. Yeah. See, and that's another reason. That's how you get people to buy ESPN+. Plus. like, well, you could watch the actual game, or... <laughs> Or you could watch this crap we give you. Yeah. Okay. Or yeah, you could watch you could watch everyone run around as uh I don't know, chickens. It's like a chicken run thing. I'm making a sequel to that. Make yeah. a chicken run two football game. Mm-hmm. Well, I think we've lost Alex for the rest of the podcast. So Steve, number five. Uh We're, I'm actually gone. Yeah. Oh, you're gonna you're gonna be stuck on this for the rest of the podcast. Oh, yeah, I'm only thinking about this now. Yes, oh, I I know. Sorry, not number five, number four. Um, So a lot of us are in multiple uh, fantasy leagues. So how do you handle it when you have um, a star player on your team that you need to do well, but in another league uh, you're playing the team that also has that player? So how, how do you go about cheering for that player? I think for me, it's all about like, there is always a team of record, like, or a league of record. And that is always this league, like, cause it's been the one I've been in the longest. Like, 
Look, it's fun to win the money, but none of the money we play for is ever going to be life changing. I mean, it's it's a nice dinner someplace if you win. So it's it's to be able to sit at a podcast like this and talk about how I'm the champion or to lament the loss. So everything is filtered for this team. I want this this team to win above all else. Beyond that, it's about like my other three leagues, like what team is doing the best and who needs it the most kind of thing. But league of record, team of record, that's the starting point. Yeah, I always like it too when it really doesn't matter. Like you need him to do really good in one league, and he does, but it doesn't hurt you in the other one. Um, yeah, yeah. Alex, what about you? I don't really think about it. I have like one league that I care the most about, and then if I start losing in that one, I focus on other ones. You know what I mean? I definitely have that happen more often than I'd like, but that's why I try to keep it like to a max of like three teams a year. Because like other otherwise it's like no matter what happens I'm going to lose half the leagues because I just have such a spread of people. Um, yeah, I like I like to try to draft the same people, but that very rarely ever happens. So yeah, and then all your eggs are in one basket or in one basket. So if you have Debo Samuel in two out of three of your leagues and he has three rushes for six yards, you're you you know have an zero in three weeks. So exactly. uh, yeah. Um. So Alex. Uh, the guy who has Joe Burrow, are are you worried? Is it time to worry? I think we've asked this question already uh, in in a podcast this season. It's not gotten better for him. How do you how are you no. feeling? It hasn't gotten better for the Bengals, and I think after last week, that was my final. Like, this might not be the fit for our team, Joe. I think we're gonna have to put you on a bench here. You're trying your best, and I you know I still think that you're an amazing player, but. Uh, I think we gotta give two of the we gotta give two of the official starting spot, you know. Um, it's not looking good over there for the Bengals. What's their record right now? Have they one won? and three? I don't even know if they've won. I think that's one I, and three. That is so surprising, considering like how good that team was just a year ago. Um, it's just well, not ideal. I'm, I'm kind of bummed out on Joe Burrow, and I feel bad for people who picked Jamar Chase. Yeah. Yep, that too. Uh you're right. The Bengals are one and three. Um I mean you can say the same thing about the Giants, right? Last year they made the playoffs and they are just a shit show right now. Um so anyway, that such is did, life in the NFL, right? Did you do you guys ever watch like the Monday night um Manning cast? I will not watch anything with Eli Manning in it. Dude's purse. Fair enough. Okay, but did you Lucas? Tell me how you really feel, Steve. Um, I do not like him. We'll go I've long for one day. Yes, I've seen it before. I have not watched them yet this season, though. I, I heard they had Will Ferrell on this week, and I wanted to to peek my head in for a little bit. I heard he was really good, but I I didn't. I I okay. I accidentally turned it on, and it was the first time watching it. So I don't know if this is a true opinion. And I only bring this up because it was the Giants game, and it was not great. But like basically they're just like, oh, this needs to be a slant. All oh, you, you, you got, we got, we got to throw this over the top sometimes. And like they just kept talking over each other. I'm like, what am I watching? Yeah. Yeah. You know? You're watching two brothers watch a football game. Like. Yeah, but like you figure, like you know, like make fun of each other though, or like say some, you know, like some swears or, you know, or like make crack some jokes or something. But I was like, oh, this is this is look at that play. Oh, look at that guy run. They can't make jokes, which is why they bring uh, guests on the show to make the jokes for them. But uh, I also got a, got a good idea for a second podcast: two brothers watching football. But like, 
Look, I am not a talented individual. I'm going to go throw that out on the table. I am not, you know, somebody, a guy that's going to go over to Hollywood and be like, welcome to L.A., Alex. You know, right, you go go do some improv, you know, go be in a movie. That ain't me. I ain't that good. That's not. Let me tell you what, Lucas, right now, I think I could do a little bit more than what the Mannings did on the Monday night game. They just looked sad <laughs> half the time, too. Like, it felt like there was, like, they had an argument. 20 minutes before it started and then had to be on the show together. Oh, that's what it felt like. Yeah. I was like the vibe I was getting. And I was like, wow, I've never watched this before, but all right. It's kind of being once a year. Peyton is just like sick of Eli riding his coattails. That's a Super Bowl ring. The Giants defense has a Super Bowl ring. He got a participation trophy. But who's who's better at commercials? You know, Peyton, Archie. Oh yes, uh, yeah, absolutely. They should have invited Archie. You think he's pretty good? Oh, Archie, the dad. No, they should have no, the third, third brother. Oh, I was gonna say Cooper. Cooper, yeah, Archie's That's the Cooper dad. Manning. Oh, Cooper Manning. That's his yeah. No, oh. absolutely, they should. That's yeah, that's Cooper. what that show needs. Yes, is, is mm-hmm. the third wheel brother. And, like, I want the bit to be that, like, Cooper knows nothing about football. Like, he grew up in a house where no one watched football, and Cooper was like, I want to read a book, Dad. And he's like, get out of here. You're not my son. And then, like, he comes on the show, and he's like, what's a slant? And they're like, this guy. You know what I mean? Now, let me tell you, that's how you write a good Monday cap Manning cast. I'm just throwing that out there. I'd watch that every week. Are you kidding me? Just watch Cooper get berated and just be like, this is dumb. You know what I'm I mean? Sorry, Alex, like, you know. Just real quick, it feels like in some ways you have just described the brother dynamic of this show. Yeah. That sounds pretty cool. <laughs> I agree. Hey, yeah. I'd watch. Alright. Number six, let's get into it. Uh Zach Wilson's performance on Sunday. Uh does that give you renewed hope uh for other players on the Jets like Brees Hall and Garrett Wilson, Alex? Uh, that's a very great question, Lucas, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna send my, your question back with another question. How dare you ever lose hope in Zach Wilson? That man is coming up big. His stocks are growing. I never gave up on this Zach Wilson show. You know what I mean? Everyone be tearing him down in the media. They were being mean. Zach Wilson then out there, he did pretty solid. He had a not so great end of the game thing, but I still think he has potential, and I think he can be a quarterback in the NFL, and I think he was very bummed about his loss. I also think that it definitely does increase the the chance for Jets offensive players. Um, If he was able to do, like, what he did yesterday, it looks like he was going through his reads pretty well. Um, It was usually two reads, but he did a good job. Alex, I need you to stay sane so you can counter uh, Steve's feelings on the Lions and and have it actually mean something. So um, I'm, I'm worried about you, Steve. Wait, how about you? you? <laughs> I'm, I am a Zach Wilson supporter. I'm I'm hoping for him. You know what I mean? He's an underdog guy right now. Let's go Jets. At but after the Lions. Chris Collinswood knows way more about football than I do, so I have to see the point at some level. If he says some of those passes were good, but, like, they didn't feel good. It doesn't feel like a guy who's been this inaccurate for most of his career was just zinging them in. It just feels like he got lucky on a couple of plays. But, again, maybe I'm wrong and time will tell. But at this point, 
I think the true, I think where the potential for guys like Brees Hall and Garrett Wilson is probably better than what we thought it was for the first two games of the Zach Wilson experience, but not what we saw last week. Garrett Wilson isn't going to get 14 targets a game. I think he's, we're looking at eight, nine, 10. Um, so yeah, sorry, without rambling, I think it's somewhere in the middle. Yep. And yeah. just finish up real quickly, the, the Garrett Wilson targets eight, nine a game that he's getting. Uh, very, very valid point, but the catches are like half that. Um, and that tells me all I need to know about the, the type of throw, the type of ball that Zach Wilson's delivering. So I, I do uh, want to say, well, I'm sorry, real quick, and then we can move. There was something about like, if you guys watch the game, like he loses that fumble at the end and he's like mouthing the words like it's on me or something like that at the end of the game. 99 out of 100 times I watched that and I'm like, you're done. Like I'm, your brain is. I think you're in a bad place emotionally, and this is not going to end well. But there was something about watching that that felt a little bit different. So my interest has peaked. So I'm I'm a little more optimistic than I was. But again, not not like ready to buy Alex out of his Zach Wilson paraphernalia. Uh, on a secondary note, if anybody is inspired by this rising star and is looking to invest in figurines, slide into my DMs. I got you. <laughs> yes. Forgot about the Zach Wilson bobbleheads. Mm-hmm. Uh, really quick, Steve, um, who you got more faith in right now, Joe Burrow or Zach Wilson? Uh, short? No, it's Joe Burrow. I know that calf string is rain, raining havoc on him, but just I need to see something better out of Zach Wilson more than one game. All right. Uh, number seven. Uh, Jameer Gibbs is currently averaging 9.8 carries a game and 3.5 catches a game. Those seem to be pretty good backup running back numbers, but if you drafted him, is that what you were expecting to see from him, Steve? Um, as the typical Lions naysayer, I again want to practice my year of Zen, so I'll have a quick comment. Tell me if you think accurate or not. I think if this were the end of the year averages, yeah, feels a little off, but it doesn't feel unusual for a rookie in the first month. It takes a little longer to learn the schemes and the protection. So 10 and 4, 10 carries, 4 catches, give or take. I don't know if that feels okay. And it feels like it's, I would think that number is going to expand before the year's over. So yeah, I think unless you drafted him to be your RB1, you're probably okay right now. Alex, are, are Lions optimists? Do you think those are too low? I don't think they're too low because it feels well. I mean, for fantasy-wise, for where people were drafting him, yeah. I think that they kind of had higher expectations. I don't think people expected David Montgomery to do as well as he's been doing. Yeah, um, very true. But then the thing is, even when David Montgomery was out for a while, they still super split the backfield um, between uh, him and then some of the other uh, backups. So I really think that the Lions really are just trying to do a kind of a group running back scheme. I don't really think it's their plan to have one main guy. Uh, so I don't know if that's ever going to increase um, for the team for the Lions. That's great because they have depth at running back, but I don't think it's going to be like a fantasy boon, you know? Yeah. I say if you have him in Dynasty, this is all good news that you're seeing so far. Uh, if you have him in redraft leagues, yeah, you're kind of hoping he uh, gets a little bit more volume towards the end of the year, but it might be a next year uh, thing for him. So. But I like what I'm seeing so far, for sure. 
He's a talented dude. Yep. Uh, so Steve, um, Alvin Kamara, yeah, his first, agreed. his first, his first game back this week. Uh, 13 catches for the running back for 33 yards. Uh, so what <clears> surprised <throat> you more, the receiving volume or the 2.6 yards per catch? Derek Carr is a dumpster fire. Uh, quick question for the two of you. Who's the higher-ranked quarterback this year, Derek Carr or Joe Burrow? Oh, it's going to hurt to say Derek Carr. Derek Carr. You're both right, but their quarterback's 29 and 30, so it's not necessarily a victory lap on that one. Um, Who's 32? (laughs) Oh, good question. um, I'll take a look. Keep going. While you're doing that, I guess what I would say is I watched a good chunk of this game. It seemed to be that I just said I watched a good chunk of the game, and I'm trying to remember who the freaking – oh, they played the Titans, right? No, they played them in week one. So while one of you reminds me who they played in week four, what I'm going to say is that – it seemed like they were they were giving up that three-yard pass. They were going to let them throw it for three yards, and they are going to tackle them, and it was Tampa Bay. Thank you very much. So I don't think any of it caught my attention, combined with the fact that I don't think Derek Carr should have been playing. They said the shoulder was not a factor, but uh, watching that he where how he was throwing that ball and where he was throwing the ball, I'm not buying in that. So I think this is a bit of an outlier, hard to get too much of a reaction to. A gay John. The only two worst quarterbacks are Ryan Tannehill at 31 and Bryce Young at 32. Oh, yeah. That guy's not good. So, anyway. Alex, what surprised you more for from Kamara this week? I am just incredibly impressed that someone could have that many passes for so few yards. Yeah. And, uh, Go, let's go Derek Carr, I think, maybe. I don't know if this was just like a check down of Palooza because I didn't watch the game and they were just like – or if they were purposefully just running screens over and over again that just weren't working. But, hey, you know what, Alvin? You're in the game. They still want to use you. I bet you're pretty talented. You got him, my guy. Derek hey, Carr, you got it too. You just got to pick it up a little bit. You know what I mean? You got to. Yep. In, in a PPR league, I will take a running back with 13 catches any day. Um, number nine, uh, the Seattle defense. And I didn't watch all of the game last night, so this surprised me when I saw this this morning. Uh, first of all, they had the highest score of any non-rostered, um, let's call them players, in our league, even though team defense isn't an actual player, but you know what I mean, uh, with 42 points. Um, so again, with our defensive, uh, point scoring changes this year, pretty much doubling almost all, uh, stat categories. Does this feel like, based on the defensive performance they did last night, does 42 feel like the right point total? Um, or would you make changes to this, um, knowing that if, if we had last year's point scoring, they would have scored 25? Does, does that feel more right to you? And again, this was mostly because of the 11 sacks that they had in the game, which, man, when's the last time a team had had double-digit sacks in a game? I don't know. Alex, what do you think? Does that feel right to you, 42 points? It's not enough. <laughs> you always got to go past that 42. You know what I mean? The Dolphins out there scored 70. You can do it, too. No, 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 no. Thanks for listening. Uh, You're welcome. Thanks for playing. Here's your parting gift. Yep. The defense in our fantasy league scored 42 yeah. fantasy points. Yeah. The Dolphins in real life scored 70 real life points. 
Yeah. Score more than 42 points on a defense. I want to see more than 70 points by a defense. Ah, gotcha. All right. Now, now I'm tracking. Mm-hmm. I, you know what? They, you know, it was, was it Dallas's defense? Dallas's defense scored about 42 in week one as well. God. That's nuts. I love it though. Let me tell you, those defenses are getting those points. You know, I hate to say it. I hated it at the beginning of the season, but it is starting to grow on me a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, just how Aiden Hutchinson is growing just a little bit on cam. Um, I'm starting to come around. So ask me at the end of the season, Steve. I actually echo what Alex said at the beginning. Like, I'm not sure that it was quite enough points. Um, the one exception, or the one reason I point to that is interceptions and sacks for team defenses get the same amount of points. And it feels like an interception should be worth more than a sack. Um, and also big picture to kind of draw a comparison. You are right. Seattle was the highest non-player score, and they were the fifth highest total of everybody last week. The next closest comparison was uh, your quarterback, Jalen Hurts. I forget the number, but it was like 42.2 points. That's what Jalen Hurts had, give or take. And as a quarterback, 42 points in our league, I think it's fair to say, is probably like good. not great. Like good, good. Not like eh, good, like good, yeah. probably Top 20%. Um, so here's what, here's how you get 42 points of Jalen Hurts. You complete 25 passes for 200, I'm sorry, for 319 yards. You throw two touchdowns and you rush for 39 yards. Good. That's good. But it's not great. This is an all time performance and it is on par with that. So yeah, I'm pretty okay with 42 points. Maybe getting it up to 46 with the interceptions. So yeah, I was okay with it. Um, I'm going to end with this point that I made earlier in the week. Again, it's growing on me, I said, but you're talking about 11 players putting up the stats versus one player putting up those stats. And, and to me, it, it, because you've got 11 different people contributing to that stat line, it does need to be watered down a little bit in my mind. But like I said, talk to me at the end of the season. We'll see. So, like, also, too, the other thing I want to point out is even though Dallas Cowboys are the number one defense and they're killing it in our league considering how we change the points, they're still, like, a, like behind Daniel Dimes in points scored. And that's uh, just how incredibly important quarterbacks in our league. Well, point that out too. that's also because they scored two points against Arizona in week three. So that was kind of a blemish on the record. But fair point. Daniel Jones. Uh, no, the Dallas mm. defense scored two points in week three. But uh, <laughs> I don't fault you for thinking Daniel Jones scored two points in week three, too. That, that's right, just, yeah, yeah. just as likely. So Yeah, they're not doing too good. All right, number 10. Priority pickups. Who you got, Steve? There is nobody I would burn a waiver wire pick if I was top of the board, if I, if I was back of the line and just needed to fill out the roster, I think I am needing help this week. I'm grabbing Adam Thielen. Um, I think he is a fine wide receiver three slash flex if you are dealing with the bipocalypse like a few of our teams, but I don't think it's a very good week for the waiver wire. I think the long-term play that I would make, um, we all got to watch him Sunday night if we weren't watching uh, Taylor Swift shots on NBC. Uh, Rasheed Rice, I think next year is going to be spectacular. 
So rookies are a little up and down, but I might grab him for an end of the year run if he got a spot on your roster. Yeah, it's a very fair point. He he was looking good. Alex, who are you taking? Um, first off, I like to say that there wasn't enough Taylor Swift shots in the Monday Night Football game. Um, she's an icon, and this is entering the football era of her career, as I've so been told. Um, apparently, her life is split into eras. So I don't know. I'm trying to I'm trying to like learn Swifty terms and like sneak into the I don't want to say it's a cult, but I love them all. Yeah. Okay. Because like, let me tell you, they're into Swift. They're in Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift's out there and she's like, you know, what's really good. Like bubblegum tape and everyone be like, I get that bubblegum tape, (laughs) you know, anyway, not enough. Uh. Taylor Swift, in my opinion, you know, I could have used, like, you know, I would have even she should have come out and called a couple plays, in my opinion. Um, for when it comes to pickups, um, I'm kind of on the side with Steven. Um, you know, I was going to come in today and tell you that you should, like, pick up, like, you know, like the worst possible players that are on free agency just because I don't, you know, I don't know enough and I don't want you to take my boys. Um, but I did, you know what, I'm going to say the Dallas Cowboys kicker. Get him. He's pretty good. That's, that's not bad. Yep. Lucas talked to me about it for a while, too, and I was like, you know what? He's pretty good. I have to take a look at him. I, I never I never burn a waiver priority on kickers, but never know. Don't worry about it. No. So, Alex, mm. I mean, you, you've had some good uh, opinions on Taylor Swift and, uh, and, and bubble tape and – what Disney characters should be in AI football games in the future. Got anything else for us today or? No. So originally I was going to make a, um, uh, what are those called where there's like two people that go against people and then they face two more people. Like a, it's like a bracket tournament, like a bracket challenge thing. Yeah. yeah like a bracket. Yeah. A bracket. I was going to make a bracket of like different things and I was going to have you choose who would be instead of toy story. But then I got home and fell asleep. So some behind-the-scenes action for you all there. I uh, passed out. <laughs> there Sometimes there's more important things to do in life, so I don't mm-hmm. fault you. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll expect it next week, though. How's that? Would you like it if it was WWE wrestlers? No. I would like it, I would like it if it was, like, types of cheese. Right, just because it would be entertaining, but I I don't know if I know enough about it. Maybe all the teams have to be their mascots. Oh, so like, what the would Packers lo- would just be like a couple guys packing some boxes? Yeah, versus a lion. Versus a lion. Yeah, yeah. I like that too. A forty a 49er. Some dudes. An old man mining gold. Yeah. Versus mm-hmm. people people who pack. <laughs> you know, Alex, you actually did us a favor by not having a one-for-one. Uh, Lucas, you actually didn't share, like, one of the bigger pieces of news from the league. In addition to making our first trade, you were involved in the third stat correction of the year, and you actually held the stat correction and won week three, yep. our week three by matchup, which was not where we were last time we had this conversation. So uh, I, I've been living in an emotional roller coaster lately that's – two weeks in a row that I've been involved with a stat correction. Um, 
first off losing and then winning and then losing again because they took it away from me and then the next week actually winning because of it. So um, I really don't really didn't know what it felt like to, you know, know my fate at the end of the Monday night game until this week. So that was great. So we are going to do a a mini we're going to do. Sorry, I set that up terribly. So we ended last week with what the updated power drinkings were. However, because the stack correction caused you to be, it was Bobby, right? Or was it Junior that actually, no, it was Junior. It was started, Junior, right? yeah. Okay. So we're going to go through what the the Jenkins were when we met last as a reminder, but I'm also going to let you know what they changed to after the stack correction finalized. So are, are we getting into the power Jenkins now? Or is this a, a Stevens one-for-one? This will be a quick Stevens one for one, and then we're going to move into the the power jankings. Sounds good. All right. So just a reminder that last week where we were was that when we ended things, it was Cam 1, Bobby 2, Junior was 3, Derek was 4, I was 5. Matt was 6. Matt was 6, thank you. Alex was 7. Lucas was eight, Kelly was nine, Carly was ten. So we're just gonna we're gonna go through real quick. Um, you're just gonna both make your guesses uh, as we go, and then I will just tell you who it was. And if you have a comment on it, let me know. And if not, we'll just keep going. So who was so ten? This, so this is the updated rankings with the stat correction in place. Yes, and what we'll be using to when we reference. Yes. Okay. Um, Carly stays ten. She does. Nine. Kelly stays nine. She does. Eight. Alex. No, Lucas, you stayed eight. What? Oh, yeah. what the, oh. Seven. Why are you even doing this then? That's stupid. <laughs> seven is Alex. Who was seven last week? Alex. Nope. Yes, because this totally makes sense. Yep. So Matt, <laughs> congratulations, <laughs> Alex. There's a stack correction. Somebody so underneath Matt, you won. I knew I was underappreciated last week, and I knew the power Jenkins didn't really understand the full potential of my power. Thank you for rectifying. Absolutely. Um, I'm bowing out now. I'm in protest. <laughs> Alex can guess. We'll we'll keep the train moving. Um, Alex bumps up one to six, and there are no changes one to five. So the only change that happened for, especially for you tracking this, Lucas, is Matt and Alex switch spots. Because now for one of life's great mysteries, it's the power Jenkins. God bless oh. you, Cam. Bless that you, set, sir. That set up so. Freaking well. <laughs> All right, re- review for us again. What are the the actual power rankings from last week? Yes, the actual power rankings are Cam one, Bobbert two, Junior three, Derek four, I'm five, Alex is six, Matthew seven. You're eight, Lucas. Your missus is nine. Carly is ten. All right, here we go. Number ten. 
I am going to say that Carly stays 10. I'm going to say that too. Sorry, we had a cutout on my end because I heard you say Carly, Alex. Alex Carly as well. Was 10, stays 10. Carly is 10th in the Jenkins, 9th on ESPN. All right. Sorry, I have lost my sheet that I worked really hard to not lose. <laughs> so, Steve, I'll ask you the first question on Carly's team. Yeah, perfect. Uh, assuming T. Higgins does not play, uh, what would be your plan at wide receiver this week? Um, yeah, Juju, uh, Traylon Burks, who didn't play. Amari Cooper's on a bye, so that's not an option. Um, and if Higgins is hurt, is it waiver wire ad, or do you pick one of those other two? This is the team that needs to be targeting um, Adam Thielen. Um, I think that is a great pick for these guys. And I don't know, like this, I don't, I'm not playing. You play Traylon Burks if he plays. I don't, I haven't read anything about what he's looking like this week. So I know it's early in the week. So ideally it's him and Thielen. But if that doesn't work, ugh, I guess I would say I would play Tyler Boyd. If Cooper Cup doesn't come back. If Cooper Cup comes back, I am going to play. The money says play 2-2 out well, but I am a believer in Jahan Dotson, so I'm going to go ahead and just play the talent. Alex, if Cooper Cup comes back um, in the next week or two and can pair up with Puka, does that make Stafford a top-10 quarterback? I don't think so. I think Puka's just going to start falling off in their eyes. He's going to rely on one or the other, whoever is not getting like cover. You know what I mean? It's just kind of, I think Stafford's still great, but I don't know if that's really going to be that much of an effect. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's what I'm afraid of. Uh, having Puka myself is once Cooper Cup comes back, I, I hope to see that he's still a viable option to play. Otherwise, I got rid of Garrett Wilson and I'm, I'm a stupid ass. So anyway. I just real quick want to grab the other side of that fence. I think if I think if Cooper Cup comes back and is at full capacity, I think we have a Batman and Robin situation like we have a few other teams. I think this is more of the Tyreek Hill, Jalen Wilder, more of the T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, assuming they're healthy. Um, there's another dynamic duel I'm not thinking of right now, but I think this is a. I think they both look great, and I do think Stafford moves into the top ten. A run first offense, Sean McVay's mind. Stafford are the two weapons. Yeah, and I think the Rams get real good real quick. I hope you're right. Number nine. Um, this one is tough for me because while Kelly was nine and did lose, she did score a lot of points. Um, but I don't think anybody else who didn't score a lot and lost – went down that much. So I'm going to stay with Kelly. I'm going to stay with Kelly, too. All right, you are both two for two. Kelly was nine, stays nine, and she's currently 10th on ESPN. So, Lucas, since you've got the inside information, let me ask you about this team real quick. Um, 
Kelly's one and three. She loses it to Junior. She's one and if she loses to Junior, she's one and four. If that happens, what percentage chance would you give her to make the playoffs at that point? Well, only because I uh, looked really quickly um, tonight because I'm one of the one and three teams as well. Um, but yet I am like I think the eighth seed and one game behind Alex, who's the sixth seed. So we're only one game out of the playoffs right now. So we're not entirely out of it. I would say um, with a one in four record, you probably have a good 20 to 25% chance to make the playoffs. Um, but you got to have some, some things go for you. No, that checks out. My theory is six and eight either gets you in the playoffs or you lose on a tiebreaker. So I think that it's still there to be had, but something has to change to go five and four in the back half of the year after going one and four on the front end. So, Alex, um, I, Lucas, I'm curious about this for you, but Alex, if you could weigh in afterwards, like right now, your wife has Najee Harris starting over Travis Etienne. Is that going to hold? Uh, that is because the trade just went through today. Okay. Um, so Josh Jacobs was in her starting lineup, so it threw the running back into her starting lineup that she traded for. I don't think that was purposefully done. Um, if she asked for my advice, which she doesn't always do, and it's really not always the best advice, I would probably start ETN over, over Najee until I saw more, uh, from him. Alex, is there any universe where you would start Najee Harris over, uh, Travis ETN? As someone who had Najee Harris last year, no. Also, I tried Travis, trading for Travis Etienne. I didn't know she just got Travis Etienne. Anywho's. No worries. That's I would start him. Yeah. All right. Number eight. I lost, so it's got to stay me. Yeah, I'm going to say Lucas. You guys are running perfect. Lucas was eight, stays eight. Sorry, senior was eight, stays eight, and is currently eighth on ESPN. Oh, that that's nice and even. I like that. So, Alex, let me ask you about Lucas' team real quick. We just talked about the Rams, so let's talk about the Rams some more. Puka is currently wide receiver five in the league. If Cooper Cup comes back, if Cooper Cup is healthy in the next week or two, Puka finishes the year as wide receiver blank. Fifteen. I can live with that. That feels right, especially with my Batman-Robin analogy, yeah? And I think that'd be pretty good, especially for you got him for nothing, literally. I got him for the number one waiver wire order. Oh, I didn't know. Okay. Well, it's still worth it. But, yeah, I guess that was a little more than nothing. That's a, that's the definition of using up your waiver wire number one order on the correct player. Yes. I would be Absolutely. happy with that. Number seven. Matt. Oh, sorry. No, Who's you're Matt? fine. You're going to say Matt? Yeah. Um, man. I don't know. He was high score of the week. And that would mean he would have to displace you, and the Jenkins don't make sense. So I'll go with Matt. No, I'm going to go with Alex. 
today. You both lost it on the same one. Nobody's right. Wow, he made a larger jump than than I realized when I thought. What in the world? Who am I missing? Who made? Who had such a precipitous Steve? drop? Steve won. Nice precipitous drop. Nice. What does that mean? Oh, is it Derek? It means it's a really, really, really big drop. Was four falls to seven. Oh, Derek! Damn! On ESPN's in the playoffs. <laughs> so I know you're reeling from that, Lucas. So to just kind of pick your brain while you're reeling. Um, apparently, Derek hate drops Tutu Atwell and Tyler Algier either yesterday or this morning, and he now has one open spot on his team. Sorry, I'm going to slow this down because it's going to be a little bit complicated. He's got one open spot on his team, but he's got three players, but all going on by this week. A defensive lineman, Miles Garrett, currently defensive lineman 10. Defensive back, Antoine Winfield, currently ranked second. And the Browns defense ranked eighth. So if this was your team, what would be your game plan? Are you going to hold all of these guys? Are you going to replace some of these guys? What would you do in this scenario? So I was never a proponent of wasting a roster spot on a defensive player uh, before. With our defensive scoring changes, it makes me pause. Um, There would be a a small handful of defensive players I would hang on to, TJ Watt being the obvious one that comes to mind. There's definitely defenses that I'd hang on to, right? Cowboys we talked about earlier coming to mind. Um, I don't think any of those defensive players or the Browns defense rises to that level yet for me. Um, I think there's replacements out there. I think if he loses them for the rest of the season, it's not going to be a huge loss. So I don't think you should hold on to any, any one of those. I think you should replace them all and hopefully have a good week. Let me, let me offer a middle ground and Sue to think of that. I agree on the Browns defense. They're ranked eight. There's 10 teams. Say lovey. Um, and then you can, re- so you can replace them. No problem. What about playing it in a uh, wait and see approach? Like, you know, there'll be Thursday night and then the Monday at one o'clock games. It's not the end all be all, but you have information at that point. It feels like you're either getting blown out and you're, or you're winning in a landslide stay of the course. But if you're in a dog fight, then you give up the players to try to get something that will put you over the top. Uh, Fair option, and and I think it makes more sense in previous years for us. Um, yeah. Just because, again, the the amount of points that defensive players or defenses could possibly get now is so astronomical that yeah. I think it's better to take a chance at the beginning of the week on one of those hitting uh, than waiting until the end, and then your options are very very limited at that point. So. Um, uh, yeah, I I think you got to make those calls right now. Fair. Yeah. No. Sorry. Totally with you. I think it's a good. I, I think we're on the same page with this one. Alrighty. Number six. Matt. I'm still real in from Derek. This is really throwing me off. It's going to be Cam. I no, it, no. 
I'll go with Matt too. No. Okay, then I'll go with Alex. No. Steve. Was five. Falls to six. That's me currently third in the playoff seating. This is me throwing my hands up in utter confusion. Okay. All right, you can do that, but I need a quick rally from you. A, a quick rally? A quick rally. I need to pick your brain now. Yeah. I'm sorry, I know you're the moderator here, so I'll, I'll give it back no. to you after this one. But, like, I need advice, and I need it quickly. Like, I've got, like, five running backs who are, like, you know, nobody's an A option, but a whole bunch of C-plus to B-plus options here. So somebody literally has to go. I can We can only roster four, and I got away with it last week because somebody was injured. But assuming Javante, Aaron Jones, Devon Achen, Kyron Williams, and Isaiah Pacheco were all healthy, Who's hitting the road? Uh, you know my thoughts on Javante. I do. He gets, he gets injured every year. Guess what? He got injured again already. He has not lived up to his potential yet. He's like Kyle Pitts in my mind. Um, the rest of those guys have proven uh, they can score big in this league, and so you hang on to the rest of them. Okay. So that's who you drop. Who do you start of the four next against Cam? You got to swing a big stick now this week for me. All right, I don't know who the matchups are and, and what teams they're playing. So without knowing that and just looking at the names, um, I think Kyron Williams is a must start. Uh, definitely one of the two. Um, it, again, man, what a, what happened to Cam Akers? Like. They got rid of him, and Kyron steps in and just blows it up. Like, if Cam Akers couldn't do that, what what gives you any thought that he can do it anywhere else? Anyway, Kyron Williams is another. I think if you want to swing for the fences, because you might have to with Cam and that really overpowered team, you, you start aging. Um, he has the larger home run potential um, over, over the other ones. Uh, he does not get a good volume, though. I'd be worried about that. Um, but even though they got blown up by the Bills, like, didn't he score very well last week? Yeah, like twice. Yeah, so, uh, I, I mean, it's it's tough. It really is, but if you need to really swing for the fences, that's, that's the way you go. No, I, I think you're right, and I think I know Aaron Jones is fantastic, but the hamstring is a bit of a lingering issue. So I need to see him have a good game before he goes back in the lineup. Like he was, he just didn't get much action. So I think we now are down to the three and, uh, Pacheco is just a little bit of a swinger miss just because he does have some competition back there. So I think that Achen is definitely in there. And then I think it will come down to Williams or Pacheco, but I think your points land pretty well on why you would lean with, uh, the Rams running back. And all I have to say is I had to say something last week about you overperforming with crappy points scored this season uh, the week before you play me, and then you drop 190 on me. So my bad. I shall learn from my mistakes and keep my mouth shut next time. Number five. Mm, Matt? I'm going to say Alex. How dare you? <laughs> How dare was, I put you in the top five? <laughs> Matt was seven, currently fifth, uh, but is also seventh on ESPN's uh, website. 
first team out of the playoffs right now. Hey, Steve, you like researching and stuff, right? I do. Can you tell me how often Matt was the number one for points against? Because I feel like that happens all the time. And, like, it's not by a small margin. I, I have the same general feeling, but I I would be interested in the actual numbers and, and the facts behind that. But it's a very good point there. Yeah, he does seem snake-bitten. I would agree. Do, Steve, is he the most dangerous team currently on the outside looking in to you? I love this team. I mean, we were talking about everything that's gone wrong. Despite that, they are the seventh seed. They're getting Cooper Cup back. Like, Christian McCaffrey, if he stays healthy, is, like, the predominant running back, like, in fantasy football. Yeah, like, I don't want to play him. Like, I think, yeah, if this if Cooper comes back, and he's healthy. This is a playoff team, no doubt in my mind. Yeah. Oh God, I forgot he had cups sitting there just waiting. Um. Yeah, that's a that's a sneaky one and three team right there. Um, yeah. I, yep. Absolutely. Um. Alex. Uh. Derek Carr. We had talked about this earlier. He's quarterback thirty in our league. Um. Why is he still on Matt's roster? Because he has hoping. Yeah. That is something has something that a lot of us lose as we age, and that's hope. You ever, see that, uh, you ever see that movie with the train and it goes to the North Pole and there's like a little bell and all the kids can hear it and like none of the adults can because they don't believe in Santa? Yeah, Tom Hanks plays all the characters or something, right? Yeah. Yeah. Matt can hear that little Derek Carr bell jingling away <laughs> on Saturday night on football eve. And he can hear the little jingles. He believes in his boy, and I'm going to believe in Matt. Well said. There's there's nothing left to add. Thank you. (laughs) Dare I say Alex, or is he going to get mad at me again? I'm going to say me. I'm going to say Alex. How dare you. (laughs) Uh, Was six... Currently four. That's you, Alex. You would be sixth, the last team in the playoffs if things started right now. That's what's up. You know, I'm two and two, but I'm in high hopes because I've been having some really good weeks. DeAndre Swift's picking up. Um, got my boy back, J-Mo, on the team. His suspension ended early, so that's exciting. Yeah. I think I have a pretty solid team. And also, I'm happy that I drafted Tua because that would have been a huge hole had I not. So, the the choices you make at the beginning of the season that you have no idea the impact they will make. Uh, it's it's a very good point. You you, you draft two or thinking yeah that's a good backup, not ever thinking you're going to play him. Mm-hmm. But but you said it earlier, right? Like it's it's time to make the change. I I 100% agree with that. And until Joe proves himself again, he sits on that bench for a while. Mm-hmm. Lucas, real quick. Do you think that's mostly the calf strain, or do you think there is a bigger issue even if the, that we need to be aware of, even if the leg heals up? I think that's certainly a factor, um, but it can't be the only factor. Like, there's something else going on there. I, I just don't know what. Number three. I want to say Alex again, just so he gets mad at me, but 
Oh, there um, I also want to get it right. Um, yeah, I think no. I'm going Bob. Alex Wint Jr., by the way. Oh, sorry, I totally missed that. Yeah, it's not a precipitous fall, but Bobby was lapping the field for a couple of weeks, but uh, now falls again, was two, now three, um, but does hold on to second and the uh, playoff bracket. Hoisted by his own petard. Hoist. This just feels like a callback to some of my greatest quotes. Gosh, bless you guys. We just get a bingo bango going today. That, what that's a tard. Is that like what wrestlers wear? <laughs> no, it's a it's a bomb. What? A petard is a bomb. I thought it was the thing wrestlers wore, so like you got hoisted by it, and so you got like a wedgie. No, it's like a leotard. No, uh, the phrase comes from the earlier wars where you would accidentally set off your own the own bomb, the own like kind of landminer that you kind of dug into the ground, hoisted by my own petard. Well, different than what I thought. Man, old-timey names are weird. I know. Yours makes more sense, Alex. I mean, in a way. (laughs) Well, quick side note. You guys know the story behind uh, Mind Your P's and Your Q's. We'll save that for another podcast, but that's equally odd. It's like thank you. I always thought it said thank you because it sounds like a Q at the end of thanks. Your pleases and thank you's. Yeah, that it's makes sense. Again, that makes sense, Alex. It, it's it's something just like the Jenkins that makes total no total sense though. I'm I'm sure. Am I, am I right, Steve? You can you can tell us next week, but am I right? No, but it is it is kind of a version of what I. That's kind of what I thought before I went and got the answer. All right. Yeah. Anyway, Bobby was three now two or was two now three. So. Alex, um, Olave only had one catch for four yards for him last week. Uh, is Are you concerned about that, especially with Kamara coming back? No. Because we're, we're talking about Lucas' team, right? No, we're talking about Bobby. Oh, yeah, we're talking about Bobby. I know very little about Bobby's team. But I don't know. I'm never worried when people have off weeks because I'm used to having wide receivers that go three and then get 50. And that seems to be my career in fantasy football. So when they get four points, I don't get worried. Just That's, fair. A lot. That's very fair. Everybody can have an off week. Bobby had his off week this week. Uh, I think Olave had his this week, too. Uh, I mean, we, you go back to Kamara's stat line, 13 catches for 33 yards. Uh, what's the common denominator here? It's Derek Carr, and we've already talked about that. So. Number two. Lucas. It's Junior. Junior swaps spots with Bobber. Was three moves up to two, but he is only fourth in the playoff seedings. Um, so we talked about the Cowboys defense earlier. Alex, are you starting them against the 49ers offense? If you're Junior this week? Let me tell you what, Lucas Senior. Defense wins championships, and Lucas knows that, and he believes in his boys. You know? Who, who's playing? I think uh, it's awesome that someone can have a rad defense, defense and then do this well. I think that's just cool. Uh, it makes it, me care about defense a lot more. 
again, freaking threw me for a loop at the beginning of the season, but I, I don't know. I, I'm scared that I'm getting used to it. So, <laughs> Steve, are you starting him? Yeah, I mean, lower expectations, but to me it's the same thing like, you know, Lucas, there just is not a matchup. You wouldn't play Jalen Hurts, I can't imagine. There's not a matchup I wouldn't play Patrick Mahomes. Um, so I think it's just you lower your expectations, but uh, no, they're as talented as they are. Like, I looked at ESPN's projections, and they basically said if, like, they allow 24 points, uh, get one sack, and, like, 50-50 on interception, they're still throwing out seven points, seven, eight points. So that's fine for just got to accept it for one week. There you go, Junior. Uh, your Cowboys defense is exactly the same as Patrick Mahomes. Number one. I think Cam recorded that quite excitedly because he knew who he was talking about. Cambarone was once, days one, currently one on ESPN, so runs the trifecta. Yeah, that's pretty awesome for somebody who is considering leaving the league only a couple of years ago. Yes. Yeah, I hope he's having fun again. If he's not having fun now, he ain't gonna. So yeah, agreed. Um, so we're starting to run into bye weeks. Um, and he currently has a Tampa defense ranked four. We kind of touched on this earlier with, um, with Derek, I believe. Alex, are you holding on to the fourth-ranked defense on a bye week? Um, I would. Do you not feel the defense this week? Do you? Uh, how do you? How do you make this work? Is there a player on his roster you drop for a defense? I think if he likes his backup enough, I'd get not playing it. Just having the defense on the back end. Because, I mean, his team is so good, like, and dropping a defense could be a huge hit to his team if he does that. Yeah, and and looking at his bench, um, I'll grab any one of those players that he drops. I don't know. Maybe not Gabe Davis, but maybe Gabe Davis. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, what I think would be cool is if he just played the Tampa defense this week. Kept him in the lineup, got zero points, and crushed his opponent anyway. Is that me this week? Is that me? Is he playing me this week? Uh, we'll get into that later. It's tough, though. Like, those 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 playoff buys are, like, gold. I mean, you get a buy, you basically – you literally have a 75% chance of finishing in the money. Like, it's one win to get to the championship game. So, it would be tough to – because he is playing me, so he's 4-0 and I'm 3-1. and So if he does lose this game, he moves from first to second because I would now own the tiebreaker with the one win in our matchup. So it feels like I might follow the model we talked about before, kind of have a defense I keep my eye on. If it's a close matchup after the 1 o'clock games, then maybe make a move. Very fair. Um, also with Tampa on a bye, I forgot he has Mike Evans. Uh, so he's going to have to throw one of those receivers in there as well. But um, I don't know, Steve, you have, you have experience with people playing players who don't play and get zero points and still losing. So maybe he takes his chance. <laughs> Real quick, before we transition to the next part, here's a question. Like 
He's going to be forced to play it this way right now, but if, if he wasn't in this by apocalypse, if Jonathan Taylor comes back Sunday, would you, he's an auto start in your lineup? Or are you going to play Zach Moss, who has been the starter, or are you just opting out of the whole situation entirely? Yeah, boy, he's got another problem on his hands if Taylor does come back this week, too, because now whatever player he might be considering dropping on his bench for a defense, if he wants to keep Tampa's, now has to be the player he drops to activate Taylor. I would assume he's got Zach Moss. I just assumed if Taylor was starting, he'd get rid of Moss. That's true. Um, That would probably be the logical thing to do. Um, But, yeah, I don't know. Hang on a second. Did he just update his team? Well, he's looking there, Lucas. Or Alex, what would you do? No, I'm sorry. I need to jump in here. It's more than just Tampa that's on a bye. Seattle is also on a bye, and he has three Seattle players and three Tampa Bay players, including the defense. So his entire bench is on a bye week this week. I think the lineup changes as we were talking. Which is awesome. Um, so he's got to play all of those players. So you're not dropping Mike Evans or Kenneth Walker or DK Metcalf. Maybe Geno Smith? Uh, maybe? I don't know to get a defense, but he may be forced to play the Tampa defense because he's got no other choice. Gino's not a bad call. You could probably go get him back, and I don't think anyone would be would burn burn waiver priority next week on Geno Smith. Well, but if you drop him now, he clears waivers before the start of the games, and you can get him for free. That's true. I mean, would you want him for Anthony Richardson? Yeah, uh, it depends on his health. Fair. But there's plenty of other teams out there who I think would jump on it. Um, I mean, drop Derek Carr, grab Geno Smith. Touche. Touche. All right. So that is officially the 10 for 10. So didn't feel like there's anything. Well, I guess that's going to say that I didn't feel like there's anything too ridiculous in there. But you guys did seem surprised that Matt moved up as far as he did. Uh, no, I was more surprised at Dirk's precipitous fall. Yes. Matt, Matt deserved to go up. He, he scored a lot of points this week. And he's been, yeah, he's, Alex, it was a really good call out by you. He's had a little bit of bad luck, probably deserved better than an 0 and 3 start. Mm-hmm. All right. So. All right. We're just running a little long. So I'm going to fast forward us here a little bit. We're going to get into the, the matchups and the predictions. And I promise, um, I've been keeping track of all these, but it's kind of almost like the whatever the college bowl system is called. I figure I want to get some some build up, and then it, you know after five weeks, here's who's winning the whole thing. But anyway, that being said, the the jank up of the week is three Bobber versus four Alex. Alex, who do you have? Bob. Wait, against me? Yeah. I pick me. I was thinking, have you ever not voted for you? <laughs> Lucas, you on the same page? I am because that is a one smart man starting two of this week. I'm gonna take How Bobby. I know, I know. Uh, one Cameron versus six Steven. Lucas, who do you have? Uh, Cam, just because I'm pissed at you for beating me this week. 
fair. Uh, Cam is the better team, but he's just got too many players on by, so I would take me. Alex. Okay, who's Cam playing? Me. Welcome to the show. You're, oh, thank you. Uh, I'm going to pick Cam. <laughs> Even though he has all the bye weeks, I was paying attention. <laughs> Two, Junior versus nine, your misses. I continue to think Junior is fraudulent, and I think your wife is going to have a go, so I'm picking Kelly. Alex. <laughs> fraudulent. He's I not the number two in this league. No. No. What? I don't think he's going to finish the year as the second best team. I'm not buying. I'm just saying, maybe in defense wins championships, my man. You know what I mean? I'm going Lucas. Fine, and they're all world cornerback. Just literally blew out his, I think his elbow, no, his knee last week, and Micah Parsons came up lame. So I, I we'll see what I happens. Need his knee to play cornerback. Touche. Lucas, break the tie. I almost forgot who we were talking about there for a second. Um, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna give Kelly the win. All right, all right, all right. Okay. Five, Matthew versus ten, Carly, Lucas. Matt. Yeah. Ditto, Matt here as well. Alex. Matt. All right. Lastly, we have seven, Derek versus eight, Senior. Alex, who you got? Derek. Lucas. I keep not picking myself because I keep losing. Um, but he's got to start Jordan Love this week instead of Justin Herbert. And he's got some defensive problems, so I will pick myself. I was literally on the fence as you were talking, and your argument sold me, so I will take you as well, Senior. Congratulations on the loss. (laughs) Thank you very much. So real quick, I will make a recommendation and throw it to the floor if you have one. Um, Just kind of went on the old Hulu, which I rarely use, and just kind of revisited Scrubs and forgot how much I loved that show. So, uh Scrub season eight, but not season nine. That was nonsense. That's my recommendation. All right. Anyone got any, anyone else got anything? Uh, I got some Boy Scout popcorn the other day. I don't Boy recommend it. It's expensive. Boy Scout popcorn? Yeah. Girl Scouts sell cookies. Boy Scouts sell popcorn. You don't know that? How long have they been selling popcorn? Oh, man. A long time. Oh, my gosh. Look at this bag. See this bag right here? I got, I got the little... You got the little happy kids on here. It's called Thank You for Supporting Future Leaders Popcorn. And this bag was $15. So. Now, cookies for the wind all over the place. It just seems really sad to me. But I don't know. Yeah. I was never yeah, Girl Scouts out. really get the better option there. Yeah. And the Boy Scouts have a bit of a sort of history right now. So. Yeah. <laughs> I just I just finished a series on Hulu called uh, Only Murders in the Building uh, with Steve and Martin. yeah Steve Martin and um, uh, oh my God why can't I think of the other guy Martin Short Thank you That's why Steve Martin Martin Short and Selena Gomez um, Very good I love those two together By the way uh, I'll watch anything for both of them in it They got a break before but uh, enjoyable show. Not not as good as Loudermilk, I'm sure, but still worth a watch. 
Fair. I, I can't even process that you're watching a show that's not Loudermilk right now, but I, I appreciate the recommendation. Okay, until next time. Alex, can you find Gracie? Say goodnight to her and tell her to find you some headphones. Does, does Gracie live in a period of time in which headphones existed?